Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. Uh, and this is a long-awaited part two that we put on the shelf for a little bit, but we have a good reason. I got a job. Yes. I am now a work-from-home mom. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that it's been a little bit of an adjustment because uh, they have me working not only am I working, but I'm working a lot of hours, and the hours are a bit funky. Right now, anyway. Yeah, it's like 11 to 7.30, so it's like literally my entire day. So I'm kind of just... And it was, and it happened fast, I would say. Like, I got like the, the interview, the, all of that in, in a span of maybe a week and a half. But uh, it's basically customer service, just in case anybody wanted to know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Which fun for me around the holiday time, but... But yeah, so we're just trying to work on a schedule that's convenient. I feel like we have been trying to work on a schedule since 2022. But <laughs> but uh, I actually think we have, I have a good plan for getting episodes out even with working. Well, so. shit. If, if, if this podcast was our entire life, mm-hmm. like some podcasters out there that don't have extra stuff outside... Besides having a job and a family, whatever like that. But we're paranormal yeah. investigators. We have abilities that, that are specialized in helping people from remote. Mm-hmm. So we either have cases or we're investigating or we're, you know. And it was a little bit of a struggle before. I don't know why I'm like channeling like Nadia from where, what we do in the shadows. She's not Russian for one. She's not. She's Greek. Oh, she is? Yeah. But like from... 700 AD Greek. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> okay. We're just... I'm going to stop with the accents. But... But we're we just giving you guys a heads yeah, up of why yeah. this episode's late, as some of the episodes in the future might be late. But I have an idea to fill the void uh, absent Megan, possibly doing some more interviews, having some more episodes like that of me interviewing other paranormal investigators, also the psychics and stuff like that, just to get perspectives. Yeah. And then uh, we had talked about, too, this is just a big, big maybe, but even... Uh, Mike from Unknown Paranormal popping on every now and then, and Christy and stuff like that. So, when like, <laughs> yeah. I, have you asked him? Yeah. Okay, I don't want him listening. To go. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be down. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've talked to him about it. Okay. But. But this is part two of our Bigfoot one and two episodes. So part one, if you listen to part one before, it was all about the history and the lore of Bigfoot. Now we're going to read a bunch of encounter stories. Yes, to kind of talk about like what we talked about in episode one, where we kind of, kind of gave a little bit of an inf- like info side on what people say kind of happens. If I remember correctly, part in the part two is we're almost bleeding into aliens part six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking on that note, I also wanted to kind of touch on that because I noticed with when I was reading through these stories. Uh, because you don't really have a lot of uh, like submissions when it comes to, or at least our listeners maybe haven't had a lot of Bigfoot encounters. Um, so we haven't gotten a lot of submissions about like Bigfoot. We mainly get like ghosts or weird like sleep paralysis stories or stuff like that. Some alien stuff, but not. Which we should because we're friends with some Bigfoot uh, enthusiasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we haven't gotten like any of those so when we talked about doing this because i know there's stories and stuff out there that people you know share i was like to To the forums and so (laughs) uh get a little sweet teen yeah and you become erratic yeah uh well (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i have uh for anybody that is in like the southeast i have smithfield's sweet tea right now and you know it's like one step away or one sip away from giving you diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little wired. I think that does the trick more so than coffee does for me. Anyways, but so I went to the forums and there was a lot. But it reminds me a lot about, okay, so you most people have had some sort, most people, there's a lot of people I should say have had a paranormal encounter story in terms of like ghost spirits, seeing a loved one, like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, that passed on like that, but alien and the Fae and like gnomes, 
uh, did I say aliens? Alien abduction, Bigfoot. Like those mm-hmm. are kind of more rare, right? And it's also like, because we've proven with paranormal investigating that there is a lot of spirits and stuff on the afterlife versus aliens. It's harder to prove. And then as well as Bigfoot and everything, it's harder to prove. A lot of the stories are just kind of like this. This is what happened to me. I don't have any proof. You know, this is just what happened to me versus, you know, like with ghosts and spirits. A lot of times there's there may be photos that a company the story or video evidence or something like that you know so i just thought that was interesting because you know it's it's similar to aliens in in the sense of there's not a lot to show for the experience you know well i said this in the first episode and it it needs to be repeated in a sense that when when main main scientists and, and I guess the the, the main communion of, of scientists and intelligence and stuff like that, especially the government, either don't care about a certain thing or they try to cover it up in any way, that it's up to the community to fill in the spots of studying, of researching, of gathering evidence and stuff like that. So Bigfoot is one of those things that people have a lot of experience with, but no one, either the government wants to hide it or no one wants to take it seriously enough to investigate it, hence why you have a lot of people who are also in the paranormal because uh, it goes without saying that at least one person and I don't know what, what one out of three possibly mm-hmm. in a group of people have had a somewhat paranormal experience. Yeah. So there's a good chance and this is why I always say my hope is in the future that scientists start studying the paranormal with the same effort they do any other form of science because they could invent things that could actually have us commune with the afterlife just like we're talking on the phone. That would be crazy. Yes. But since it goes with Bigfoot, the same thing. People have many experiences, hence why and the government either doesn't want to acknowledge the, the existence of Bigfoot or doesn't even care to study it. But the first we've got with scientific study is calling it, it's a creature, the Bigfoot, the North American ape, which is, there's actually legends in Mexico, which I didn't forgot to talk, talk about. Oh, dang. Uh, Bigfoot, there's a creature in Mexico that resembles Bigfoot and stuff like that. That it hides in the uh, Amazon jungles and stuff like that. Well, there was, because the first, obviously, the first kind of like forum I went to was the Bigfoot forum on Reddit. And they gave, there was a graphic that somebody made. I wish I knew who exactly. I think it was somebody reposted it from somebody. But it was an actual graphic that did, you know, like every major country, right? And like their version of Sasquatch. And... There was a, it was a list. It was lengthy. So it's all over the world. It's not just like North America. Yeah. Which is crazy. And it's all different states. Like all these people are in different states and different areas. I mean, there's a significant amount in like Washington state, but there's also some that is like what, like two, three hours away from us. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of those stories as well. Ooh. So. We've been in the woods a lot. And we yeah. haven't heard anything close to Bigfoot. No. No evidence of Bigfoot. I don't really think we've... No. We haven't really ran into any kind of cryptids that we know of. Or even big animals. Because people keep telling us black bears in the woods where we go. But yeah. I've never encountered anything like it. Yeah. We've never really encountered creatures... Or not creatures, but even like animals. Yeah. But I guess I can start. So this one was the first Reddit story that I looked into, and it was on the Bigfoot forum. Uh, this was posted by any underscore nefariousness 901. Uh, it was posted 10 months ago. I am t- 45 years old, but this happened when I was 15 back in 1993. We had just moved to an area called Wakiva Springs, and our house was built brand new. It was on the edge of a state park called Wakiva Springs State Park. It was still wild enough at that time that we could only take the trash out 30 minutes before the truck came due to the black bears that still ventured into the neighborhood. Deer population was off the charts, and to this day, you can still see dozens throughout the day randomly in the neighborhood. Wild turkey, wild pigs, bobcats would all venture into the neighborhood at one point. Our house sat perfectly on the only lake in the area, and as I said, just months prior to the lot being built, it was just woods. 
At that time, we did not have any neighbors or houses to our left or right, although the front of the neighborhood had been built out 20 years prior. At that time, I had heard of Bigfoot, but by no means was it a daily thought or even in my interest. When I would get home from school, I would walk back into the woods, maybe a hundred yards, and explore. Would you explore? I did as a kid in Texas. We we actually, me and my brothers, walked in the woods. Granted, Texas woods is nothing like forest, right? The trees at most maybe eight, nine feet tall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we still climbed them as kids and stuff like that. Cause granted, we didn't really have much to do, and then playing the same six games in Super Nintendo really didn't really... Uh, <laughs> gather your attention so we did travel in the woods a lot so so i would probably explore yeah same uh and one day i noticed a spot to plant a pot tree i had just gotten into smoking and had the bright idea of trying to grow my own plant which honestly who doesn't i think my grandma actually has stories about my uncles and stuff trying to do that stuff. You should try to do it inside, not outside. There's a but I'm thinking about it. I know a bunch of people in the 80s and 90s that attempted it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I became very familiar with this square mile around my house and grew quite comfortable venturing out there, sometimes returning at dusk. One day, while going to check on my failed project of growing a marijuana plant, I saw my younger brother, who was 11, exiting the patio door about 50 yards behind me. I wasn't entering the woods yet, but saw he was trying to sneak and follow me back there. I decided to play along and act like I didn't know he was following. As I was walking, I could hear him occasionally behind me and I would stop suddenly just to make sure. As I got deeper into the woods, I noticed it was much calmer than normal. Keep in mind, I had been going back there five times a week for a couple of months at this point. There was not much else to do. I didn't see any deer nor squirrels, and in hindsight, there wasn't even any wind or birds. I remember this ball because I could hear my brother surprisingly well, almost too much so. I always say if you start hearing, like, if stuff starts getting loud, right? Like, everything, you know, it's a normal, like, the fan, right? Mm. I don't know if anybody, even... with the like spiritual realm like ghosts and stuff like that if you've ever been laying in bed and the fan you know you never really hear the fan or you never really hear the clock right and then all of a sudden it starts getting loud pay attention to your surroundings i don't know why i just my experience alone has been when it starts getting loud like that because even your experience in the spring branch house when you had with the demonic thing yeah the so if that ever happens just pay attention I thought it would be funny if I turned the prank around on him and hid behind a tree and jump out and scare him when he passed by. I would probably do the same because I like doing that to people. (laughs) It had been about five minutes of walking back and we were deep enough in to really scare him. I found the tree and stopped all movement and waited. I figured he was only 45 seconds or so behind. As I waited, I realized now that there was no sound, almost as if I had earplugs in. Nothing to me at the time mattered other than observation. I heard my brother getting close and didn't realize how loud he was. He must be only 20 feet back around the corner any second I will see him. Except I never did. The footsteps suddenly stopped and now I was in this weird position of just sitting there behind a tree. Two minutes passed and now I was getting curious. What the hell happened to him? Or did he just realize what I was doing and was going to scare me? I finally decided to take a look. I went around the corner and could see see it back a good ways and saw nothing. What was impossible because I had heard him following me the whole time and didn't hear anything after I got behind the tree, which meant he literally disappeared. The woods are now suddenly creepy and I got a very anxious feeling. The first time ever that day. My head said to head home now, but for some reason I couldn't seem to get my bearings. I literally was lost. I calmed down and figured out the way back on trail, even though I never left it. It was like my equilibrium was off, which is also common with Bigfoot sightings as well. Yeah, because there's a theory that um, there's a sound that uh, big cats, like prey big cats make. Mm -hmm. Predators, sorry. Big predators make. I forgot the name of it. Some kind of like uh, frequency that they emit through their roar or their growl or something like that, Mm -hmm. that literally puts their prey into like like a, a state of like being shocked and you can't move 
Oh yeah, yeah. And there's no predator about. with that ability that could make humans do that. Well, not humans do that. There's plenty of big cats that do that, but there's no predator like that in the areas of where people experienced it. Ah. But Bigfoot sightings have been. So there's a theory that Bigfoot can emit that sound because he's that level of a predator. Weird. But against most Bigfoot enthusiasts, at least the uh, the we call it the um, the obsessed ones anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they always feel like Bigfoot is not really uh, like a killer or hunter. Yeah, he's not really trying to kill people. Is more of like a forest protector. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, at this point, my younger brother was nowhere to be seen, and I was generally concerned considering he was just behind me a few minutes prior i began yelling his name and started jogging back towards the direction of my home after a couple of minutes i finally heard his voice he was hiding on some under some palmetto leaves that he had laid across his body off the side of the trail just lying on the ground that's normal mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i didn't know what to think but i said get up right now and and still had this weird feeling that had that I had had for the past five minutes. He got up and I asked him what was happening, what was going on. And he said, please just run, run to the house with me. I didn't ask questions and I ran back with him. Once we got to the backyard, he said he had been following me when all of a sudden he smelled something horrible, which that is another huge Bigfoot red flag. Yeah, the odor. Yeah. And he looked to his left and said he saw a big black hairy person thing he repeated that it was a big person with hair all over them and it scared him so badly that he just fell to the ground and rolled into the palmetto bushes and just sat there frozen until i found him at that moment we heard a loud bang 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 and a weird scream from the woods behind us we both looked and sure enough hanging from a tree about 50 yards behind us and swinging from a large branch was the thing he was talking about if I didn't know better, it looked like a human being mimicking a large monkey swinging from a branch. It just made no sense and was completely out of place. Clear as day, this was a large burly thing that looked more like a person than anything else. We both sat there not knowing what to do. The thing swung off the branch into the woods and was out of sight, but was hollering the whole time. We immediately ran all the way to the house yelling for mom and dad to tell, what, tell them what we saw. At first, we got the whole, oh, it was just a bear, it was a bear. But eventually, later that night, I think they realized we were serious. And the next day, my dad was able to find a report that in Florida, there was encounters with something called a skunk ape. Hmm. Over the five years, I would continue to have run-ins with this thing. And two times, we had a deer leg and skull put in our backyard. Once I had turkey feathers put on my windowsill... I didn't know anything about what that meant, and only later as I researched the subject did I learn that every six months or so, the park rangers would have to come to our house and put a barrel in our yard with a donut to capture the black bears that were too comfortable coming to the neighborhood. After seeing the same ranger for the third time, I felt comfortable enough to ask what he did with the bears once he got them. He just said that they moved them to deeper parts of the park or all together relocated them. And in extreme cases, and then he said, that's not what you need to worry about. I asked him what he meant, and he said there were things bigger and badder than bears out in the woods and to always be careful. I remember that to this day and kind of understood what he meant after having that experience and knowing that there were indeed something else out there in the woods behind my home. Today, my parents still live in that same house, and I go visit from time to time. My dad being retired has nothing but time and has actually grown to be a believer himself and over the years had a few experiences of his own, including a lot of orbs throughout the area. The house is about 15 minutes from downtown Orlando, but in an area that's surprisingly untouched by humans, as I said, it's a protected state park and the house is right at the edge of where the park begins. I think when the house was built, we disturbed probably wherever this thing was staying in its general area. And then as more homes were built, it got pushed further back. By the time, it was still coming fairly close. Hmm. I've heard of the skunk ape thing in uh, yeah. encrypted stories. So that was his his thing, which I find interesting. Uh, he said that it, it was like monkey, but then also kind of... Because I haven't heard much about like Bigfoot swinging, have you? Like from the trees? Uh, there's been stories I've heard um, when I used to listen to um, 
YouTube channel. I forget what it was called at the moment. I used to listen to it all the time. God dang, I can't remember the name of it. Isn't it like Busta Busta? Yeah, B Busta. That's right. <laughs> um, Busta Busta. B Busta. <laughs> anyway, I used to listen to the YouTube channel all the time. And there was actually when he, when he would read scary stories and stuff like that. One of them was about Bigfoot. Or actually, I listened to a whole hour and a half of just Bigfoot stories. And I remember a few. But yeah, there was a story about um, Bigfoot in the trees. Like way up in the, mm. the treetops. Standing on the trees. Um, like way, they climbed all the way up to the, like a tip tops and stuff like that, and see trees swaying with because of the weight. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, but the smell thing is very common. Yes. The, that always like, it smells like like um, what do they say like like bad bo and like uh, like animal like like not dead animal but just like like rotting like like stinky animal like wet dog and just like just like nasty animal smell. Mm. Okay, so moving on to the next one. This one's in North Carolina, and it's about three and a half hours away from us. And that's the thing is North Carolina, there's like, especially going more towards like when you start getting into like the national parks and stuff like that, going from the middle of the state. We even have national parks here. We've been in Croteau and National Forest, but going more from the middle of the state outward, this is more like, I think, northwest of us. Because we have the Appalachian Mountains on the western part of North Carolina. Yeah. So everybody just know that. But this is uh, takes place in Uwari, North Carolina, I think. That's probably not how you say it at all. Cause that... Anyways, um, but this was submitted on the Bigfoot Forum by Big B 84 And this was uh, told nine years ago. This is actually a story about his friend. Not about him per se, but he remembers his friend saying this. Uh, his friend goes to Uwari, North Carolina, quite regularly and camps with uh, their friends. One night, they were all sitting around the fire in the middle of a camp, doing what campers do, and a rock came in at an angle. It was bigger than a golf ball and smaller than a baseball. At first thought, he thought nothing of it. Then another one came in, and his dog was starting to look off into the woods. So he picked it up and threw it back into the woods. Always pay attention to your animals. If they start acting funky, there's something wrong. Mm. There, I mean, they have that sixth sense more so than, yeah. So he uh, picked it up and threw it back in the woods. After five minutes went by and another rock came flying in. This time it was much closer to him and about the same in size. His dog and another dog that was there started to bark off in the distance it came from. Again, he picked it up and threw it back. Then nothing happened until they went to bed. At about 2 or 3 a.m., the dog started going crazy inside the tent. They heard loud noises coming from outside. A lot of beating and banging around, something was going through their camp. He and his friend hopped up, grabbed their guns, but were too freaked out by what was going on at the time and from earlier. When they got up in the morning after not much sleep that night, the campsite was a mess. Can't say for sure what the, what that was. The activity, if they went to the bed, could have very well been a bear, but the rock throwing is what has me curious. Uh, And then the person goes on to say that next trip he goes out there, he wants to stay in the same spot, basically. But the rock throwing thing is actually a very common thing as well with Bigfoot. Because one of the significant stories that have been told that were shared was there was one in particular in 1924 so we're going all the way back 1924 there back when people used to talk like this hey there good fella (laughs) um there was a story um called the battle of ape canyon right that's an interesting name for a place yeah so uh this is one of the most legendary encounters of bigfoot apparently uh it was the summer of 1924 and the place that an encounter that it happened was called Ape Canyon. Uh, Ape Canyon was a gorge alone along the top, the edge of the Plains of Abraham on the southeast shoulder of Mount St. Helens in Washington State. Hmm. Uh, a group of coal, go- cold, oh, good lord. <laughs> a group of gold prospectors claimed to have been attacked by a seven-foot-tall ape-like creature, which later got implemented as a Bigfoot encounter. Uh, this incident sparked local sensation and led to investigations by U.S. Forest Service Rangers J.H. Huffman and William Welch. According to the Sp- prospector's account, they encountered this ape-like creature in the wilderness, and when one of them fired a rifle, he struck one of the animals three times, 
causing it to fall off a cliff in an accessible inaccessible canyon. Mm. Uh, the creature allegedly returned later to bombard the prospector's cabin with large stones and left giant footprints. However, when the rangers investigated the area, they found no evidence to claim that this actually happened. Despite not having evidence, the Battle of Ape Canyon continued to spread and inspire new theories and claims of sightings. So, there goes the rock throwing. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, if the if the person, I mean, what are you thinking? Because you think I, I Bigfoot may not be able to get weapons, but he's got strength and, and size. If could, and if he could pick up and throw, I always say, if I'm ever in a pickle, right? I would not be one to run because I can't. I can't. I will not be able to outrun somebody, right? I am not. Yeah, flight's the, not a not a decision for us. It's always yeah. flight. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. But I always joke because, like, literally, because softball, I could literally hit a target. I could pick up something and hit it, no matter how. Well, there is a distance that I can't do it, but I could literally. My best bet is to pick up whatever is around me and just throw. Right to get be able to run at the speed that I <laughs> be able to run and get out, um, but I just laugh because maybe that is its only way of weaponry. And when you think about it, if you hit a you hit somebody with a rock at the right right uh, like speed and power behind it, you can cause some damage. Yeah. So I just find that interesting. That it goes to that. Okay, so the next Reddit story is by one cheeky underscore monkey. This was some. <laughs> it's funny because we're talking about. Anyways, um, this was submitted ten months ago, and uh, Ooh, recent. Yeah. Yeah. So this person's saying, "I've read a couple of stories, but they are going to show their dad or share their dad's late fifties and early sixties Bigfoot story." Oh. Um. So it's going back. Anyways. Uh, while my dad was stationed in Alma- Al- Alameda Air, F- Air Base in San Francisco, he and some of his shipmates decided to go camping while on leave. They drove to a sporting goods store, I believe near Berkeley, Some someone confirmed that, to get what they needed. While there, they met two professors from Berkeley. Apparently, these two professors were greenhorns, as my dad called them, and knew nothing about camping or supplies. So they asked my dad to help them pick out what they needed. Then they told my dad that a Northern California lodging company had contacted them at the university and asked them to come up to the Northern California area and investigate some large animal that was destroying things in one of their logging camps. They told my dad that somebody or something was really wreaking havoc in the area and the workers couldn't get anything done. Plus, it was terrifying the loggers. My dad explained to the professors that he and his family operated as hunting guides in western Colorado. He said the San Luis Valley area near Wolf Creek Pass. So he was very skilled at tracking. They asked if he and his buddies wanted to come up with them and help track. I don't know exactly where he said they went, but I do remember it was near the California and Oregon state line, and I believe close to the ocean, but I could be off on that detail. He said when they got to the camp and scouted around the area, they found several giant footprints and plaster casted them. He said it looked like something or someone was scouting or walking around the perimeter of the camp. He went on that the workers took them to the fuel depot where there's several footprints up to a collection of 55 gallon up to a collection of 55 a 55 gallon drum of diesel fuel. Something had walked up to it, then around the depot and then finally picked up one of the barrels and then carried it off towards a near, nearby ravine. He said that the footprints became significantly deeper as the creature walked away from the fuel storage area, which would indicate that whatever had picked up the barrel had carried it without sitting it down and then threw both the barrel and also a large tractor tire into the ravine. Then it walked back into the woods. That night they had a fire going and everybody was sitting around it, drinking beers and shooting the breeze. After a while, my dad said he noticed eyes shine that appeared to be eight to nine feet tall just outside of the firelight watching them. 
I believe he said that there were two sets of eyes, but I could be wrong. He told me that he'd quietly work, work his way back away from the group, and then he circled around the camp as quietly as he could to sneak up on whatever was standing close by. He said that no matter how hard he tried, including removing his boots and trying to sneak up in his socks, he never could get anywhere near whatever the creature that had the eye shine was, and that it really frustrated him as a professional tracker because he couldn't get close to the animal. He'd return to the group, and ten minutes later, the eye shine would return, and he'd quietly try again. Over the years, I asked him several times, do you think it was a Bigfoot? Immediately, he would respond, no, I can't say it was a Bigfoot because I never actually saw the animal. However, we did find some very large footprint, footprint tracks. I know that there was something really big out there that is a better tracker than me, and whatever it is, it had really big feet. But exactly what I saw out there... I have no idea what it was. He said that the eye shine was either an emerald green or a fire orange. It had been a long time since I had talked to him about it. And now um, his memories and remembering as clear. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. And he was a professional tracker. Yeah. So he would obviously be somewhat familiar too with the, the area, you know, um, maybe not that per se, but like wooded area if he was a tracker. So, um, but yeah. Well, there's a time that some of the world's best trackers and hunters mm-hmm. went into Pacific Northwest woods to, trying to hunt Bigfoot. Yeah. And they ever bought, got anything, which is shows intelligence on Bigfoot's part if he can be that elusive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The name is funny on this one, so not to t- take away from like the seriousness of this. but <laughs> um, So this one was submitted 15 days ago. And this is by the big fat moderator Fupa. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, this is his story. He said, well, basically, I was hiking Sourdough Mountain in the North Cascades. Uh, it's a pretty grueling hike, like 13 miles and 6,000 feet of elevation gain. I met a random couple at the trailhead and we hiked together. Halfway up the mountain at a small clearing, I hear a tree knock. Uh, then two more tree knocks. I could not believe what I was hearing. It was like somebody banging on a tree with a baseball bat, uh, which is also a fun fact that I didn't know when I first recorded the first episode. But apparently there's a theory that Bigfoot communicates through knocks. Yeah. Similar to how gorillas, when there's a warning symbol, they'll clap their or bang their fist or clap their hands, I believe is what they said. Mm. But I thought that was interesting with that story. Um, If you ever hiked an actual mountain, the notion that someone is off trail way deep in the timber pranking someone by banging trees is insane while you're three hours up the side of a steep mountain. Anyways, nothing else happened and we reached the peak at about 3.30 p.m. There were a few hikers coming down the mountain as we started pretty late in the morning, so we were the last ones on the mountain. After enjoying the view, we started our way back from the switchbacks. The couple was hiking quickly, so I fell behind as I was enjoying the views and the berries and just the entire experience. The couple disappeared from view, and I was totally alone. Now I know you're supposed to make noise while hiking, as there are tons of bears up there, so I was singing a little song to make noise. When all of a sudden, I hear rustling and footsteps over my right shoulder. It sounded like a bipedal type of creature, but I knew there was no people behind me, so it freaked me out a little bit. Then the footsteps would mirror mine. I would stop, and the rustling would stop. I would start, and they would start again. This really creeped me out, but I still had no idea what it was. Then the entire forest was totally silent. I feel like if it goes totally silent, or if it gets louder... And it's not normal. Pay attention. (laughs) Uh, It was like a heavy blanket was over the atmosphere. No wind, no birds, no bugs, nothing. This was the creepiest moment I had ever experienced until shortly after when something, when suddenly it felt like I was being watched. It was such a strong feeling. It was like two laser beams were burning into my head. It felt like I was a prey animal and some predator was about to attack me. Total instinctual fear. I continue hiking and turning around to see what it was, but saw nothing. I turned around a few times until I reached a small clearing in the trees and turned and looked, and there it was. Sitting about 80 yards away up the mountain, it was sitting or standing, not exactly sure, because the bottom half was covered by leaves and bushes, but there it was. 
a giant, hairy, man-gorilla-looking creature. It was dark brown and had long hair all over it. Didn't look like fur, looked more like hair. Massive shoulders. It looked like an old-school football player with pads on. No neck. Head looked like it was right on the shoulders. It looked like the head had a slight conical shape to it. Uh, Huge eye sockets and brow ridge. Huge dark eyes. Couldn't see any whites, but it was 80 yards away and I was just in shock. I couldn't believe it was real. I was in shock and awe as I was staring at this thing. When I looked into its eyes, it was like I got total tunnel vision and it was hypnotizing. It felt like I was in a trance as I stared at it. I said under my breath, holy shit, and did a small nervous laugh. That's when it moved its arms. It was so massive, and when it moved, that's when I snapped out of my trance and my logical brain took over, and the most insane fear and dread washed over me as I thought, holy crap, that's a massive wild animal, and I have no idea what it's thinking or what it's going to do. The entire visual encounter from the moment I first saw it to the moment I turned around and left must have only been a minute, maybe 45 seconds, but it felt like hours. It could have been more than one minute in real time. It couldn't have been more than one minute in real time. It felt like I was about to die or get eaten or just, I just turned around quickly and continued hiking down the mountain. I just turned away and left and I didn't hear anything after that. I ran down, I ran down the mountain so fast Oh my gosh. What was supposed to take two and a half hours to three hours took me an hour and a half. I didn't stop running until I got to my car. (laughs) Could you imagine? Son of a bitch. (laughs) It's not funny because that's a real encounter, but like, could you imagine just like sprinting down a mountain? I don't know how he didn't. I would have, I would have landed and I would have. Tripped on something. Yeah, definitely. So we have another story. Um, We're getting close to the final stories, but uh, this is another story. This actually happened, I believe, near a reservation. Hmm. I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, It's Drag Car 69. This was posted 15 days ago, and it was in response to um, another story. But so this person said, "I had I had what I believe was an encounter over the summer. So this was recent." I was off-road motorcycle camping, well away from any possible campers on the Colville Native Reservation in eastern Washington. I found this breezy, cool copse with a grassy area around a small running creek. Though it was quite hot that day, it was 10 degrees cooler there. The area had game trails running to this small clearing. I set up my tent and read until darkness came. I had fallen asleep and was awoken by a massive thud at 12.14. I had checked my watch. I later checked for earthquakes in the area. There was none. The creek had provided white noise, but this was interrupted several times by splashing. I stayed put. The doors of my tent did not face the area the sound came from and just listened. I heard a deep sigh and then footsteps away up the hill. In the morning, I looked around. The heat had been in the hundreds and the earth was firm, but in one spot by the creek, it was moist. In that spot appeared to be a very large and deep heel print. My size 12 camp shoes easily fit inside the print. I hadn't seen it the day before and I wanted to make sure it wasn't from my motorcycle boots. There was no indications of a separate heel and it was bigger anyways. There was no toes or anything forward of the arch. I tried to make a print next to it to see how far my 200 pounds would sink in. It was about a fourth inch, whereas the other print was well over an inch deep. And then his, he put his theory, and his theory thinks a very large animal came down the hill, entered his camp, knelt, kneeled down, and drank some water, then returned from where it came from. Um, but he was like, I have no other explanation other than... The fact that it was a Sasquatch or some kind of animal similar to that. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So, like I said, it's everywhere. It's in mountains and it's forest. It's uh, near native reservations. It's everywhere. You know, there's not necessarily... um, Not everywhere, like, oh, anytime you go into the woods, you're going to see one. No. But it's like you... There's not a distinct spot that... I mean, well, yeah the washington state but there's not like a distinctive 
um because i know when i looked up uh bigfoot sightings on one of the forums it does it by state and city and it was all over the place there was vermont there was a lot in washington there was indiana north dakota there was uh uh rhode island there was north carolina florida like all over the place so but this particular story is a longer one but we're getting close to the end so anybody listening like damn how many stories well, I mean, there's millions, but Megan yeah. just picked the one she liked. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> and I'm going to end with the one that's closest to us. But this one, this guy wrote, this was also on Reddit. This was just on a bunch of different Bigfoot forums. But one of this particular story, he didn't have his name because I think it was anonymous. There was a couple that were anonymous. But this person in particular says, I'm now a firm believer. and some, And so are the other two guys that were in this story with me. Okay, so he begins to say this is a long, long ass read, which it's not that that bad. But so he says he just felt the need to get this out there and tell people what happened to him and two other guys. Uh, so he lives in the Pacific Northwest on 82 acres and it's pretty rural. My property backs up into thousands of acres of privately owned Timberland. Timberland, sorry. Timberland. What? Okay. Timberland. Uh <laughs> Uh, I had one neighbor about 100 miles past my house. We live on a dead-end road that just so happens to end at a cemetery. My property borders said cemetery. A few days ago, me and my buddy were loading up my truck and getting ready to go out and cut some firewood. It was about 5 a.m., so the sun wasn't up yet. I had a few extremely bright LED auxiliary lights on my work truck. I mean, those things light up the night like it's daytime. I was parked facing my open field that has a heavily wooded tree line about 50 yards away from where we were parked loading up our gear for the day. I had all six of my auxiliary lights blasting out into the field so we could see what we were doing. The field was, the field, I don't know, fear, I don't know why I keep saying that. The field was lit up like the 4th of July, all the way to the tree line and then some. Directly across from my field, across the one-way dead-end road, is my neighbor's house. He's about 100 yards away from my field, up a little bit on a hill. He has a perfectly clear view of my field of my field and tree line. My buddy who was with me walked off to the side of my truck to pop to go pee and get rid of some coffee. I was walking towards my shop to grab some more gear and I heard this weird screeching howling sound. At first, I thought my buddy was dragging something across the middle flatbed of my truck. I turned around to ask him what the heck he was doing, and he's staring directly into the field towards the tree line. I look where he's staring, and I see something dark-colored hauling ass into the tree line. At first, I thought it was a black bear. Pretty common around here. Then I realized, it's whoa, it's walking on two feet with arms swinging by its side, taking huge strides. As quickly as it appeared, it disappeared. I'm in work mode, so I continue to head towards the shop to grab my chainsaw, not really registering. Oh my god. <laughs> registering. My <laughs> words are just kind of like bad out to- loud reader. <laughs> I was not the person they called on in class, anyways. Mm. Um, not really registering what I had seen. All of a sudden, my neighbor's truck comes tearing out of the driveway. I'm thinking, damn, is damn, uh, I'm not going to say the name, damn so and so is in a big-ass hurry to get to work this morning. He says, flying into what, where my trucks park, and bails out of his truck and says, did you m- mother efforts just hear and see that? Uh, before I could respond, my buddy says, dude, what the heck was that? And my buddy looks scared out of his mind. It all finally registers in my brain, and I say, what was that howl and scream, and what the heck was that thing running into the woods? My neighbor says, that was a damn Bigfoot, dude. No way in the heck it was a bear. I watched it well into the tree line and it stayed on a two feet running. It stayed on two feet running like a human, man. My buddy confirms this by nodding his head and he's still white as a ghost. Around 5 a.m., I had heard the same howl and yell on several occasions. Witnessed by other people as well. Sometimes I can hear what sounds like big sticks hitting something i'm guessing a tree since it has that solid thud sound oddly enough there has been a story i've heard from multiple people out here about eight 
an eight foot tall man. I always thought it was just some scary story to tell kids. Now I'm thinking there's absolutely some truth behind it. Um, and then he goes on to say that, you know, he, uh, is now believing in, uh, cryptids and thoughts of that nature. He didn't believe so much in it before. Uh, he said the property he lives on has been in his family since the early 1900s. He inherited it a few years back, uh, grew up there, then moved away for a while. And about five years ago, he built a shop house on the edge of the property that's closest to the cemetery. And, um, uh, he also, uh, experienced, um, uh, some other like ghostly things on his property as well. Hmm. So that kind of goes into the thing of, you know, a lot of these paranormal spots that we talk about, the Bridgewater Triangle and stuff like that, that have heavy amounts of paranormal activity always have Bigfoot sightings or Bigfoot legends behind it too as well. You would think that would be the conclusion or at least a reason behind why you might see a Bigfoot sighting at my ranch. Yeah. But we never did. Well, well that creature thing. We don't know if it was well, or wasn't. That creature thing. Because now that I'm reading these stories, didn't you say it was like horrible sounding? It sounded like screaming, like an animal screaming, but it almost had a human tone to it. Oh, snap. Right? And yeah. in my head, as a kid, I thought, you know, pterodactyl, right? Because that sounded like, <laughs> Right? Yeah. Um, but the way it ran, it sounded like it had big feet. Because <gasps> you hear the heel hit first, and uh-huh. then the foot slapped. Like, it had a very long feet. My dad fired, like, six rounds with his magnum in the oh direction where it was. Gosh. By kept getting um, closer to the house. <sighs> now you're making me think maybe. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was sticking to Reddit, basically, um, for the most part. But then I kind of went into, I know I've talked about this specific website before. It's like a forum where people can put all, all their stories. You can search for it by, it's called Ghost Sightings of America. And that's how we found out a lot of the stuff about Camp Lejeune about um even around here people post photos it's kind of like a a facebook page that's operated better and it's like in these different spots anyways you can search by by like what people are saying they saw and that's where i I started looking for bigfoot sightings and this one in particular takes place in tiverton rhode island so uh this person said about five years ago he took uh, i took my girlfriend into fort barton Uh, It's got small hiking trails, good nature walk. I had just returned from my four years in the Marine Corps after two deployments to Afghanistan. I'm a pretty good hyper-focused observer, to say the least. About evening, it got dark and we got lost. As we tried to find trail markers in the moonlight, I saw a large figure with two legs running across the trees at a distance. The amount of ground in a thickly settled area... Thickly thickly settled area, this being covered, was alarming. Again, as a combat veteran, I am not scared by much, especially being a licensed concealed carrier. Uh, What I saw that night alarmed me that I put one hand on her upper back, pushing her through prickers and all towards a light in the distance and a firearm drawn in other hand. We made our own path, ending up in someone's backyard. I felt safer walking on an open road than on a trail to my car, even if it added two miles to my walk. I don't know what it was, but the size it was and how it covered so much ground so fast and quietly was insane. So he's saying that he doesn't know what he saw, if it was a ghost, if it was Bigfoot, uh, but it basically looked like a large man running alone at a the weird time of night. He said he even tried to kind of like say, okay, well, maybe it's just a large guy, but the way that it moved, the way that it covered the ground quickly, like the other stories and stuff like that, um, he was like, he has no... But he and he said he can't see a man covering the distance over brush trees and large rocks like the way that this thing did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one was submitted anonymously. Um, and this is about Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And that's about two hours away from us. I think it's past Fayetteville, around Fayetteville, like that area. 
So in the late 1960s, there was quite a few sightings around the ammo storage area of what the older locals called the Manchester Monster. The description of this creature is pretty much the same as that of a Western Bigfoot. So like what they say Bigfoot Sasquatch looks like in Pacific Northwest. Also, this, this is what I found interesting. Also, apparently in this area, there was reports of fae, which I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, observer about the sightings of the creature in a story about the Manchester monster um, is in a newspaper called the Paraglide. The area around the ammo storage facility is off limits and is a massive swamp area um, around the Blackjack Road area. So this person basically said that uh, a lot of the locals around the area, around where he's stationed, have seen this random creature. He hasn't seen it per se, but he has heard things, has experienced some things that are are weird, but he hasn't actually seen the creature, but locals have. Mm. And it's called the Manchester Monster, and it's by a swamp. So what I've kind of noticed is water... Like any any forest that is like water points, like that would make sense in the Bridgewater Triangle because there's swamp. There's they got like water sources, and I'm wondering too. It really hasn't been mentioned, but I wonder if there's a connection with caves as well. What if they live in caves? Well, there is legends of caves. Really? Um, now uh, there's a place called Mammoth Cave. Mm. Now this is uh, it's around Kentucky, um, or it's in Kentucky, so it's not that very far away from us. But this particular bigfoot is fucking scary oh no because a man described it as spider walking what yeah like it walked on all fours like a spider get out and it crawled around like a spider like it didn't have like a direct point like the head like moved one direction and moved side to side and went up the tree like that yeah oh god that's (laughs) it's worse than like oh I don't know. I feel like seeing it walk like a spider would be more terrifying than seeing it walk on two feet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, if you just see this thing, like... But yeah, there's, there's, there's legends of it, like um, them being in caves and stuff like that as a, a form of uh, living. And there's even like more conspiracy. When you jump into the conspiracy theorist realm mm-hmm. with Bigfoot, they even say like there's a whole colonies of Bigfoots underneath the earth. And if you want to say you believe in like hollow earth theory and stuff like that, that they're... They have their own colonies deep in pockets in the underneath the ground. And that's why there's also ties into the theory of the missing 401. Oh, yeah. That the cave yeah. systems and stuff like that is where they keep following. And either these people are being taken by Bigfoots and being eaten, or they're just being taken there and now they live with them. I wonder if they're more like a veget. Like, has anybody, I wonder, I haven't, I didn't see this, but I'm just wondering, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm wondering if there's been any kind of like animal mutilations around like Bigfoot sightings. Like, are they just like herbivores or are they carnivores as well? Well, we can eat both. So I'm assuming they can as well. Yeah. I don't know. What I they mean, prefer. I'm guessing like fish and stuff. Obviously, water source and stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. Nuts, berries, probably in the forest and stuff. But. Uh, I guess it concludes our episode on Bigfoot and yeah. stuff like that. Now, um, I guess one of my final theories, I think I don't know if I talked about this in the first episode because I can't remember, but I'll say it again here. Um, my theory on Bigfoot of what he is, right? I always say a failed experiment of whoever created mankind. A species that, or essentially a species that evolved along with us but some war, some fight, some conflict, who knows when, made them afraid to encounter humankind, and hence why they went to the woods. And they live more uh, savagely and more um, animalistic with their senses and stuff like that. As we become more civilized, you'd say, and more dependent on everything hey, technology-wise. What, what about this? If you think about the conspiracy theory that we're not from Earth, we're from Mars, right? And we destroyed Mars, right? Yeah. What if Bigfoots were the original people that uh, came, were here and we... Pushed them out? Yeah. Yeah. There's that theory too. What? <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head. I was like, you know what? What if Bigfoot was the original people here? And which would... Uh, that's interesting. 
They make humans look like the bad guy. Yeah. But then again, if you look at all our acts against the planet, we are the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> We don't, yeah. we don't live with nature. We make nature live with us. That's true. That's yeah. a good quote. Yeah. That is very true. Damn. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That is a quote. Just pulled out of my head. Really? Yeah. I thought you heard that somewhere. No, but it makes sense. Though. What do you think no, about it me? is true. Yeah. It's true. We, I mean, you know, you think of all the like deforestation and stuff like that like i like for instance they just took down so much forest on one of the highways here for a car wash but um but yeah i think with bigfoot i definitely the more and more i hear stories the more and more i definitely think there's something out there with that. I know, any bigfoot enthusiast would basically ask so do you believe do you believe now huh what's, I, your, what's your stance i would, I would say of course, with me, like, it's hard to believe any... Well, no, it's not hard to believe. I mean, like, I say that, but I really don't want a Bigfoot encounter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I say, oh, well, I won't be 100% on board until I experience that kind of thing. But I do believe, having spent as much time as we've spent in woods and forestry, I do think there's there is some unexplained stuff in the woods. And... It wouldn't surprise me, especially the, like, actual, like, national forest. Like, we haven't actually been, we've been on little, like, wooded areas here and parts of a forest, but we haven't actually been deep in a forest yet. So, I could just imagine. Yeah. Uh, I was, I would say, I was never really on the fence with Bigfoot, even before we started getting into the paranormal as much as we have now. Uh, because it goes to the old saying that if you believe one thing out of the ordinary exists, don't you have to accept all things out of the ordinary? Because you can't just say, well, I believe this exists, but I don't believe that exists. Yeah. You're already believing in something that is very far-fetched for anyone to believe with a lack of evidence. But there is just a amount of evidence to, Bigfoot, to, sorry, to prove that Bigfoot exists as there is about the paranormal, as there is about aliens. Is there any paranormal subject or like encounter thing that is so far like for you to comprehend like is there one in particular that is you haven't ex- maybe even experienced yet but like it's hard for you to wrap your head like if you see it in person you're gonna be like holy crap the shimmer man shimmer man what's that supposedly an invisible creature visible man that kind of reminds people of like predator how the predator looks standing in the woods have you seen predator you never seen it no no yeah, well watch a scene from it okay uh, particularly the scene where they all they basically fire, I don't know, an army worth of rounds into the woods just to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, how it looks like it, it's bending light, like it's invisible, or it's trying to be anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on it enough, you can kind of see the edges of where it's bending the light to perceive himself as camouflage or invisible. Mm-hmm. Shimmer Man, they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly Shimmer Man's killed people and stuff like that. Oh, wow. There's really? even this weird video, whether you believe it's real or not, of a guy in the woods recording and he sees something that looks invisible and it makes this weird sound and you hear him go now nah! and he's, he's screaming and you hear him like being cut apart oh my god maybe that's an episode yeah the shimmer man Interesting. but just like i've experienced a lot of things in our weird world and we experience and, and seen a lot of things in weird our world but uh there's some things out there that i'm like if you throw it into this category it starts making more sense mm-hmm. see for me the hardest thing even though I've experienced like a gnome before, I've had my own experience. I've not seen as, it twice. Not as dramatic. I've actually seen it. Not as dramatic as you. I, I, because I thought like maybe it was a squirrel that I was seeing, but then I was like, there's no way a squirrel can make that shape. Like, no. but for me, I would think like anything with the fae. Like, I, I haven't experienced anything fae related. So. I don't know. And I think that would be something that, like, pretty much if I see that exist, everything else exists. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's no convincing me. I already think, like, we are in a world that is got a lot of different things that people don't, like, see on a daily basis. I mean, I kind of know that already. Because, like, again, gnomes was one thing that I was on the fence about. Even aliens, I was kind of on the fence Even about. Even if I told you I saw it? Yeah, it's like one of those things you gotta experience. Like, but then when seeing I seeing something the size of a an action figure or a small doll 
peek around the corner and create a shadow and then jump back. <laughs> yeah, that freaks you the fuck out when you yeah. see that. That's just like, what? No, this one, you know where this one was? It was dusk. And I was talking to you on the phone, I think. It was in the backyard. And you know how we have that tree stump? There's like a tree stump that yeah. was cut. And I just saw this thing peek up behind it. And this is like in the, in the we have a lot of like trees and like brush hole in this one area and it was like peeking up and i was like what the heck is that what the heck is that and i was like is it a squirrel or whatever but exactly how you described it was exactly how i saw it peeking up yeah i don't know why gnomes are interested in us i don't know i'm just waiting like i told you i always make that joke like i'm waiting for like when i at night i'm about to open the door and i hear human i actually (laughs) kick it (laughs) oh my gosh uh but yeah um but going back to what we've experienced and a lot uh what we've encountered many many times over uh especially the creature the demon which mm-hmm. leads me as a good tangent into uh tangent segue into next week's episode yes so next week we are covering we're going out of the united states and we are covering a possession case about a girl that was possessed while she was in jail, essentially. Um, and it's in the Philippines. But uh, it's the possession of Clarita Villanueva. Um, and she was a 17-year-old girl who was incarcerated at a city jail in the Philippines. Um, and the legend is that she was bitten and tormented by two demonic beings and their followers. Mm. So we're going to dive into that because there was an American uh, pastor uh, that basically was there to exercise the demons help. And we're going to kind of talk about that and uh, a little bit of maybe what led to her with all that and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we really to our, our forte. Yeah. yeah, we rarely talk about, I guess, like possession cases. I don't know this one. This one intrigued me in particular. So, plus it's out of jail. I just think it's interesting. It was out of jail. Yeah. But the reason why, too, with the Philippines, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that is uh, we have a family friend that uh, I talk a little because she's interested in the paranormal, and she's from the Philippines, and she was telling me stories and stuff like that, and it's it's insane over there with that. Mm. So, yes, look forward to that next week. Um, look forward to new bonus episodes throughout the rest of the month and the rest of the year. Hopefully, we have more things uh, extra to give you guys and stuff like that, i.e., paranormal investigations and stuff like that. We're still trying to put everything together um, as Hidden the Shadows Paranormal, which is me and you right now. Yes. Yeah. But we're adding uh, potentially trying out some new people uh, for tech purposes. Yeah, tech purposes, stuff like that. But, um, We'll probably have news on that later on if everything works out the way we want it to. But as always, uh, we can catch our social media at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shah Six on X, Hidden the Shadows Pod Two on TikTok, or links to all our social media and always you can listen to us at Hidden Shadows Podcast dot com. Megan just farted. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> You always blame me for my burly man bottom belches, but no, you sneaked in a. <laughs> no, I did not. Continue. As always, you can get. Uh, sorry, <laughs> fart messed me up. <laughs> that was a pro. Wait. You trying to make a word? Intruder, intruder. No, it's not. Intruder, pruder. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Intruder pruder. Like a SPD. Son of a deli. It's an intruder pruder. You're going to pee yourself, aren't you? <laughs> way to way to end the episode. I literally threw my back out with that laugh. Oh my God. Still listening. I, I give you applause. applause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl. I don't fart. Oh, okay, whatever. Anyway. anyway, catch your widows in the next one. Yeah.